Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 11. Tegan, hello. How are you today? I do it pretty well. Uh, just uh, happy to kind of be getting some good Star Wars content from uh, the Obi-Wan show and starting off uh, with Star Wars Tuesdays with some new games. Yeah, we'll uh, touch on that here in a second. Super awesome. Lots of content your way, at least. Uh, welcome everyone to our podcast today. Uh, as mentioned last week, we're going to touch on plot hooks and storylines, just a little bit of a freeform episode here between Tegan and myself and uh, ideas to generate that content, how you can use them through your campaign as you go forward and see where that goes. So uh, before that, of course, uh, announcements on our end, be sure to check out DungeonJediMasters.com for all of links to all of our content, including this podcast, uh, YouTube channel for live videos on other content and uh, on demand of our actual plays, Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to also check out our Twitch channel for those live actual plays. And then of course, our Patreon, uh, the best way to support us and what we're doing here. If you appreciate the content and just want to throw support, we always appreciate that. And there are some benefits for those members as well. Uh, we do have one new member in tier two, Jason, thank you very much, uh, who is an annual subscriber. So got a little bit of a discount by doing so. And Jason at tier two, along with all of our other tier two and tier three members do receive some exclusive benefits, including uh, monthly content. Uh, we have the invasion campaign that uh, Tegan is putting together and uh, coming up. Uh, here at the end of the month, beginning of next month, will be another uh, chapter in the kind of how to run the game series somewhat that I'm putting together, uh, as well as just some other freebies and things like that. So uh, check that out if you would like. Other content that we have going on, uh, last Thursday was episode six of Vagrant Freighters. So our DJM theater radio show. Uh, if you've been listening to that, super fun there. And uh, episode seven will be out next Thursday, time of this recording on the 30th. So we have two more, seven and eight. Uh, there's eight episodes in that series. So check that out to see uh, where that goes. Uh, Tegan, couple uh, updates on your end of, in regards to Twitch with some uh, some actual plays. Of course, we know that you have uh, Invasion going on. Uh, so tell us where that's at. And then also the new show, Stranded. Yeah, so yeah, so we're kicking off kind of Star Wars Tuesday with the channel, uh, starting off with Invasion uh, June 12th, or this Tuesday, uh, with uh, the crew, we're hitting our 10th episode there. Uh, they finally fa uh, wrapped up the second Patreon adventure, uh, and this is going to be a little bit of a downtime episode. Uh, they're going to meet the new PC who joined, uh, as well as uh, get a little bit of downtime. Uh, I'm hoping they'll play some Sabac. I've already kind of seeded that there and use uh, those custom Sabac rules I made uh, last year sometime, and uh, just kind of a uh, bond at the party a little bit before we kick off on the third uh, Patreon invasion, our uh, Patreon invasion adventure with uh, conspiracy. So that should be a fun one, a little bit more low stakes uh, crew bonding episode. 
Uh, and the Tuesday after that, the 28th, uh, we're kicking off the first episode of Stranded. So this one uh, is what I'm actually a player in. Uh, my uh, The DM will be Keith, uh, who plays Dash on uh, the Invasion campaign. And we went through our Session Zero last week. And it's going to be cool to, to get everybody in the mix, get to see how this world shapes up and see if we can make it on the rock that we got stuck on. Another great series there to to dive into. So be sure to check that out. Tegan, remind us again what your Twitch channel is. Definitely. So you can find us on uh, Tegan J Gaming on Twitch. Uh, and then every Tuesday at 6.30 is where our Tuesday games are, Eastern time. Uh, we'll have uh, some type of Star Wars content. Great. I think that's everything on the front end for us. Uh, so there is uh, two new pieces of Star Wars 5e content out. A couple of quick things. Uh, Tegan, first one was some clothing modifications. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, anything that stands out uh, from there? Definitely. So this is pretty cool. So the, the clothing, and this is just standard clothing. It doesn't require proficiency to wear, uh, but it does have some enhanced options that you can go through. And if you have the, the right tools and kind of build into your player's clothing. Nice thing with this is if you're a PC that doesn't have armor proficiency, like a monk or a uh, counselor, uh, these are things you can kind of use to get around that uh, and provide some pretty cool benefits. Uh, so the one that uh, kind of stood out to me, or they've got ones for each of these sides, but uh, the reinforced stitching as well as the uh, bonded weave. Uh, what they do or kind of comparatively on different sides, the bonded weave uh, gives you a plus one to AC just versus melee attacks, where the, the reinforced stitching gives you a plus one to AC versus ranged attacks, uh, which is pretty sweet because uh, you, you can kind of build your PC to see where you're going to be coming up. If you're going to be a melee guy, uh, getting up close, it's where probably less likely you're going to be shot at. So get that bonded weave, especially if you're a monk and can't wear armor, that gives you a little boost to your AC and uh, a little extra benefit there. Uh, but they also have some other cool things that go along with it too, uh, including things that uh, kind of increase uh, your avoidant properties and different like the armor properties like avoidant or insulated and things like that. You can just add to your standard clothing to get some benefit too. So check it out. Uh, this is be a great way, especially if you wanted to play a more traditional Jedi who's just wearing robes and all of that. You can build and make yourself still a little bit tougher, but keep that flavor you're going for. Fantastic. I think uh, clothing mods, you know, they might get a little overlooked, you know, of course, you're going to modify out your equipment, your weapons and things like that. And, and this is just a, you know, fun addition to, uh, to that concept, though. So, and uh, some great options. The other uh, release that came out was a new variant rule compound checks, a pretty interesting uh, variant rule here. So essentially, if there is a basically kind of high risk or a high challenge um, task that a player is going after, uh, you can utilize this rule uh, to have the player make two checks instead of one, and that reduces the the challenge, the DC of those checks by a little bit. So uh, the example there is you are trying to conceal a device, a weapon from, you know, somebody that's probably pretty perceptive. So you probably would do like sleight of hand or a deception check on their own, uh, but you could instead have them do both of those and reduce the DC by five. Now, the example goes further and suggests, you know, that initial check on just one of them be like 25. So pretty high up there. And that's the point of this rule. Uh, but if you did the other ones, if you did two checks, it's at 20. So a little bit more manageable if your player is really skilled in those two and you think you can pull it off, um, you know, that's where it is. And I think, uh, you know, in some of the comments, they went back and forth on this, like, these numbers are really high. What's really the point of this? And, and that is the point is that it's a very challenging task. And so this kind of brings it into a realm of 
of possibility based on the skills, which I think is cool. It takes advantage of what the players are able to do, what they're skilled at in multiple areas and gives them an opportunity to potentially do that. So check that one out as well. It's on the Reddit and um, probably be in the variant rule list as well, along with those clothing modifications. And we'll look forward to uh, whatever the next uh, content comes out for that in the future. I believe that's everything on the front end. So we'll dive into you know our conversation today. As I said, a little bit of a free form here. Um, definitely enjoy those types of discussions though, Tegan. And today we're gonna talk about plot hooks and storylines how you can generate that, uh, ideas to do so, and, and how you utilize the, those throughout throughout a campaign. So uh, give us get us started with some of your thoughts on that. Uh, what would be a good starting point in this discussion? Definitely. This is one of the things I see, like, not even just in the Star Wars 5e subreddits, but just like RPG reddits as a, or kind of RPG conversations as a whole, uh, is like new DMs just being worried about how they can start building plot hooks and story hooks. Uh, and I think as one of those ones that kind of, overthought sometimes uh usually I, I think they're kind of like three at least for a hook uh three big categories that you can kind of pull from uh just to get some inspiration or just uh kind of get some guidance as you're building in uh and the big thing i usually come across like when i'm building a hook i usually kind of go for three different categories and either pull from the pc's backstory so either uh the pcs all have a connected backstory or just pick on one pc who maybe hasn't gotten the limelight or whoever i want to start with first uh and pick an item out from the backstory like let's say uh uh, let's say your uh, guy used to be a smuggler uh, and maybe he pissed somebody off and has a bounty out for him and now Jabba is sending goons out to get him. Uh, now that could be pot hook for the next adventure, or at least this session with those goons coming after him, him trying to find a way to escape and then hopefully get out of the bounty. Uh, so that's just kind of one of the things I always like to just, kind of, just quick things you can either go for a whole adventure or even just a quick one shot or session uh, and keep everybody engaged. Yeah, always great to pull that stuff in and uh, utilize that information. Uh, we do have, just to kind of give a plug on here, this is a free document you can find on our Patreon, but um, some ways to connect the players and with their backstory. Uh, and, and this will be a way to generate some of that content. Um, you know, bring it in, it, as you said, Tegan, it could be a one shot and you utilize it there or somewhere down the road in, in that campaign. And it brings the players in and, and really is going to you know, make them feel a part of that world. It's not just them going along with things like they're, they're affected by it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. And, and, you know, kind of touching on that, how they're affected, you know, the environment is another thing that really can play into it. Uh, most recent, um, one of the recent Patreon documents that we did uh, was talking about uh, the, the factions and the groups of the worlds and they all have their goals. And, and they're going to carry out those goals regardless of what the players are doing. So that's another thing that you could kind of generate um, and create and, and, you know, they just move along in the steps of their plan. And how does that affect uh, the players and in, in, in the world that the players live in? 100%, especially with Star Wars, there's always so many kind of moving player factions and uh, groups around that have their own designs. Uh, even if your players are looking for more kind of nitty gritty smuggler type campaign, you could still have the Empire in the background making events, uh, cracking down on certain things and uh, making life harder, uh, as well as like creating hooks that could lead to adventures and lead to things uh, the players may not have even thought of at first. Uh, and this fits with all the different factions. You got the Hut cartels. Uh, if you're in the prequel area, you've got the Trade Federation, Banking Cartel, uh, the Jedi Order. All of these guys that have their own ends and uh, may not even be thinking about the players, but may inconvenience and may create situations where the players want to jump in and go on an adventure to to solve whatever is going on. 
The other big way too, and this kind of flows into environment and factions a little bit, but this is kind of the, the tried and true uh, D&D tabletop way, uh, is to make one big antagonist uh, that's going either going after the party or going after the, something the party wants uh, that kind of continually drags them back into the story, kind of pulls them back uh, along the campaign. Uh, like uh, if you're uh, there, the Imperial era where the Jedi are hunted, uh, you could have the Inquisitors kind of continue to pull against the party coming after them. Uh, and just kind of finding ways to go after what the party wants or just be a thorn of the party side so the party has to continually do something about them. The one thing that we I think we touch on with Star Wars is is the the setting info uh, that you have available. I think that's the draw to that's, that was definitely a draw for me is I don't know traditional 5e's lore and, and setting at all. I know Star Wars. It's super easy to to pick up uh, a game and, and pull from what I know in the world. Uh, it's so expansive. You have so many eras and, uh, you know, just pick from there and, and you know, utilize that stuff. I'm doing that with a little bit with uh, my Hut Space Adventures series. We'll touch on some of those stuff later. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a uh, fantastic way to to utilize that that content as well uh, for that. Um, I think another uh, aspect, and this is something that I utilize, and, and I think it, it depends on what you're aiming for with the length of your campaign. If you're if you're sitting down to do like a home game and you're just going to play until the wheels fall off uh whatever you know forever which is fantastic or uh you know for me i'm definitely for myself i'm putting on a little bit more of a production so i i kind of specify number of episodes and things like that um you know so i i get a little more maybe fine-tuned in in laying out that that plot that storyline but uh some of that stuff just comes out of play um you know pick create a, a simple scenario for the beginning and then you know once those players start doing things Picking up on things that the players do in-game. Uh, maybe they interact with a, a vendor, an NPC or somebody, and there's this fun little interaction that happens there. Or maybe they steal something or they run into um, to a smaller antagonist, things like that. Um, I think you'd be surprised how much content can be created live on the spot. Oh, 100 percent. It's kind of improvising and kind of seeing what the, the party wants to do. And uh, players, especially once they get over that kind of initial nervousness, for lack of a better way to put it, and kind of start interacting with the world, uh, they'll definitely give you some things you didn't expect and some different ways you can bring that story in and just different things to keep everybody engaged and on the edge of their seats. Yeah, I think it was uh, last week when we talked to Vesh, uh, you know, he was saying that like we're talking about prep, like what was his biggest piece of advice? And he talked about preparation and he super over prepped the first time around. I echoed that statement. I think it's it's something that new DMs do is you over prep because you want to make sure that you have enough content for, this, for the, the session or whatever. And then oftentimes you have way too much. Um, you know, and I think you can stretch that out from looking at just one session to looking at a campaign. And, and it's like, all right, I've got my plot line, I've got my bad guys and everything, and this is what's going to happen. Maybe trying to make sure that you stick to that. But I think once you get in there a few sessions in, you can realize that you can pull back and, and just let it flow and, and things will organically kind of come out on their own. Hundred uh, percent. It's, it's kind of funny as you mentioned the uh, how much prep and things that go into it, and just how uh, it actually plays out at the table. It's one thing I've noticed, uh, especially with the uh, invasion campaign, because uh, since I'm doing it with the Patreon, I'm having to do my prep a little bit differently than I usually do. Uh, a lot more front ended than I actually have ever really done uh, since being a new DM. 
Um, yeah, it's one of those things that like you, you vastly, even like with experience, vastly overestimate how much you'll get through uh, in a single, at least three hour session for what I do usually run. Uh, I, I thought with the, the Saiho invasion campaign or adventure two, that would take probably about three sessions, two or three. And I think it wound up being like five. Uh, so it's just, the players will always find something to do, always find some cool RP moments or some cool things to get up to. Uh, and you can kind of flow over and riff off that. and just kind of infl- not inflate the game time but have some meaningful moments that you may not have planned for with the game time absolutely and i think that's a pretty good transition into another point to bring up here i think i don't know anyone out there is familiar with the alexandrian uh great blog lots of amazing great content on there and there's one article they have uh about uh plots versus storylines uh, or situations and basically don't prep plots um, and, and what they get at here is that a plot is a sequence of events in a story is their definition here. And, you know, we talk about like railroading and things like that. Um, you know, a plot is that sequence of events that happens. So A happens, B happens, then C happens. Whereas a situation is just the set of circumstances, the events that happen as a result of that situation, you know, depending on the actions that either the PCs take, the NPCs, etc. And Along with this discussion, I think to bring it up here is that, you know, when you're looking for for hooks and storylines and things, players are going to derail what you want to do. I mean, that's the nature of the game. We know that's going to happen. So don't get frustrated if these hooks and things don't um, work out the way you wanted, but kind of think of it more as a situation. Instead of uh, saying that, you know, the players are going to pursue the villains, you know, they have to do this and this and this. The the PCs have to pursue the villains, or that's the main concept here. And then you you think about those situations that'll come up if they do, if they don't, et cetera, and then you act on that. One of the things I've really started to do, I've kind of enjoyed doing, it just kind of keeps you guessing, uh, is if you've got like a couple plot hooks, lay them all out to the players and let them discuss in character what they want to go after. Because uh, it gets, at least I find uh, it gets boring for me when I know exactly where the players are going to go next or kind of what they what's going to happen next. So giving them some options, uh, even allowing them to suggest kind of what the whole crew would want to get up to that may not be one of your options. Uh, it just it keeps it lively for me because uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen. It's not some kind of big, long charted out adventure. Uh, it just keeps it on the toes. It allows you to have like the galaxy doing other things because well, although they may not pick a certain plot hook, that plot hook is still going on. And you can have some either benefits, consequences, or just some impact on the galaxy uh, after it's gone through and done whatever it needed to do. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what we talked about, I think, on one of our recent the, the Patreon document is things, the world is going to, doesn't pause, things don't pause on Coruscant because you visit Tatooine, right? Like things still happen. So it creates that choice there. But even backing up to out of character at the table, the players absolutely should should have that that input and um you know whether if some people have the opinion of like oh you got to put on this big surprise for the players and and they have to be invested you know i think no like it doesn't have to be like that you certainly can have that aside and and talk with the players here's my options here's your options what do you guys want to do or do you have your own ideas bring those to the table and in game, if you want, though, you can still present those. Tegan, I think you've done kind of like a hollow net type thing, like stories, like written out like a news story, presented them. I believe actually in Hunted, you did it that way. I did it in Hunted. I'm doing an invasion too. I, and especially if you're out of yeah, it doesn't have to be always in character because uh, I just had to do that for the 
uh, with Invasion because uh, we, uh, we were just timing wise, we were behind the Patreon uh, a little bit. So I kind of went through like, these will be your, your options. This will be what the impact, or not the impact, but this is kind of what the scenarios would be. Let me know what you guys want to do. Uh, and yeah, it's still fine. The players are on board with that. Uh, and just, they got to select and that's kind of how the, the, the latest uh, Invasion Patreon adventure came to be. And so this is something the players wanted to investigate into after getting some news about it and we made it through. I usually prefer to do it in a character, but if it doesn't always have to be. Yeah, nothing wrong with it either way. Um, you know, it's great if you can present it in in game because uh, I think that helps with the immersion. But you know, there's nothing wrong with it the other way around at all. So, I think we can switch to: Are there anything that can help us generate uh, generate these generate ideas and things? Tegan, anything there that you utilize that that helps you with even just idea generation? Definitely. Well, a lot of times it's just kind of a either the two different ways. Sometimes it's something I watched or read recently. Oh, that could be fun. You can kind of twist that in, take some bits of it and just kind of remake it and fit it into a plot hook. Uh, so that, that's what I do a lot of times is just kind of watching just different media. It doesn't have to be Star Wars. It could be anything really. Uh, a lot of times too, especially if it's been like a plot, plot, not plot heavy, but kind of story, main story heavy. Sometimes I'll look through, reread the players' backstories. Uh, and usually when I first read the players' backstories, I kind of write down some things I think could be a hook. Uh, but if I'm stumped or if I don't really have anything planned, if it's just kind of a one-off session, I'll go through it again to see if there's anything that I can quickly I can pull and kind of quickly make like a, a one-shot or quick uh, storyline out of it that doesn't have to be like a huge ordeal. Using existing media, we've, we've said this multiple times, use what you've seen out there, pull from an episode of your favorite show, uh, twist those details around and fit them in. Um, if players pick up on it, who cares? You know, it's not a big deal. Uh, I think generally though, you'd probably be able to twist things around enough that, uh, you know, they won't notice. And uh, yeah, use, use those inspirations and things like that out there. The, the backstory stuff, absolutely um there and then again the it's so i'll mention this again i'll probably put this in the show notes of the episode uh, pc relationships and needs was a free document we did it utilizes uh it borrows from the fiasco uh, rpg system to making characters in that and uh, the needs section in that specifically would be a great thing to to help with generating ideas it's what these players what's their drive in the game and you know, try and fulfill that. That's those are plot hooks, story hooks right there. Uh, there's also, you know, then you can just look at some table generation. Uh, there's probably lots of resources out there. Um, you know, basically just columns with with words. Uh, whether it's it's like a person, uh, so it could be like a target, it could be a client, uh, and then like uh, a column with a complication or something like that. And you know, roll on those tables, and it'll give you. A set of words. So you have your client is A, your target is B, um, you know, maybe another column that is what is your activity, your action. So um, you have to smuggle, you have to steal, you have to um, spy on, etc. things like that. And then lastly, like, is there a complication to all of that? So um, look out for table generation too. I think I've used that a lot. And just sometimes it helps just get the wheels spinning, roll some dice and, and you have some random words together. Oh, okay. I can see how this kind of fits together. And, and there you go. Kind of along those lines, Star Wars is great for having like so much, like, like do a Wikipedia dive and see what you find and what could be a good story. And uh, I recommend because sometimes I get like little bits of stories too from uh, just like reading like the both legends or canon books. Like there's like so many interesting like tidbits you get about the galaxy that they don't go into too much, but you can kind of use that and spin it off into your own story. 
Uh, like one of my like my favorite species, I almost throw in every. Actually, I think I have. I've put it in invasion yet, but maybe they'll come across it. Uh, every Star Wars game, I love the Talanda Till. Like they're in the uh, Han Solo trilogy. Uh, they're they're just a weird species that I really like. So I usually try to find different plot hooks that fit them uh, for the campaigns I've run. So invasion, expect them sometime. I haven't thought of anything yet, but expect them. Yeah, great one there. You know, something that was new to me, but I remember. Uh, having them appear in the different campaigns and uh, yeah, super, super great moments out of that because uh, the the creature is, is so unique there. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tegan, we have touched on some examples here throughout the discussion, but uh, specifically, uh, you know, let's try and pull some examples from our recent content, past content to, to just reiterate what we've talked about so far. Um, anything from your past sessions of the Spooners campaign, Hunted, et cetera, uh, or even outside of Star Wars 5e that, um, you know, some specific examples of things that you've, you've uh, utilized. Definitely. So for plot hooks, a couple of the big ones recently. Uh, so, uh, Actually, this will be from uh, my 5e one. Uh, so I run, it's not streamed currently. It'll probably stream August once we start the new campaign. Uh, but uh, basically, we're kind of going through, we're getting near end game and we're kind of doing the end game wrap up where you hit some of the pieces of backstories that you haven't been hit. Uh, so, with one of my uh, players, he's a paladin, he's the son of the god of thunder. Uh, and one of his stories has recently been cursed, and uh, we're going to kind of go through and finding uh, how to in the curse and came across a link to his father he got to go uh, go into the uh, other realm now that his father kind of a godly divine realm uh he got to compete in this huge tournament and it was just all kind of started from this little bit of a curse and uh the players kind of naturally kind of progressing and interacting with the world to try to figure it out and uh it's kind of kept they kept going against the breadcrumbs and kind of kept going up with it and uh it kind of just led and evolved into the storyline it became Awesome. Super cool. Yeah. I love that. As I said, that just kind of like organic creation of, of that content there. And, and it just takes that one little, little thing to pull that out. Um, something on my end, uh, I think, you know, I'll touch on the, uh, hut space series. I have, um, there's an amazing kind of like setting document out there that someone created. They, they, rehashed uh, Scum and Villainy, the Scum and Villainy game, and, and made it uh, Star Wars in that hut space. So I uh, created this awesome document for that with all this information. And so I utilized that to um, kind of create what the player is going to run into. But after we did character creation and utilize those relationships and needs. And so the players, um, you know, they had their needs within the world. And, and I remember, you know, one was, uh, I think, like finding a lost relative or something. And, um, you know, I wasn't sure how that was going to fit in, but then that was revealed, that revealed itself, uh, during play, uh, came in. And I think like after episode one, I realized, okay, I know how to fit that in. And, and it did, and it was fantastic. It turned out as, you know, one of my favorite stories that I've told with a group, um, you know, after it was, that was only three episodes. It was just a three episode series. And even in that, I feel like there was this really, a really awesome story that we told because of that and just generated off uh, that little concept. Uh, any any other examples that come to mind, Tegan, of uh, maybe something else that, you know, at the time felt pretty unique in, in coming up with a, a hook or a storyline concept? The last big one uh, that's kind of felt 
government is super unique. Uh, actually came out uh, during uh, the play-by post that I read. So this is a play-by post, another, another 5e play-by post, not my Star Wars 5e one, uh, but it's kind of my homebrew world of Kazia. Uh, the players, like, they kind of built their own backstories and kind of started linking amongst each other. Uh, and we had uh, these two changeling brothers. One was uh, a ranger and the other was uh, a druid, I think it was. Uh, but basically, uh, because as we kind of went through it, uh, one of the players, as they started going in, just kind of wasn't initially feeling their character, which, which was all right. Sometimes they don't feel the character and wanted to change it up. Uh, but as they were changing up, we kind of made a way to have a really cool plot hook for the other brother. Uh, so basically, there's already there's going to be a little demon uh, ambush, and the demons ambushed them. Uh, and we set it up so that the, the player that wanted to change up his character's brother died. Uh, and with them being changing, you know, part of the background where they're both spies and they found within uh, kind of the, the dead brothers' possessions, this little uh, kind of note uh, going over, like it was like a thieves' cat, so it's hard to uh, decipher. Uh, and after they kind of went through it, just tried to decipher it uh, and found about this whole conspiracy that was going through the kingdom. And they kind of utilized that in their background time or kind of their downtime to keep progressing it forward. And eventually it became one of the main story plots for the group and kind of can take that down and just go through it all and uh this kind of came up because one player wanted to switch and we kind of brainstormed a little bit and found a whole way to bring adventure out of it fantastic yeah i i say it i think a good theme out of this episode is uh players you can generate plot hooks and storylines you know through your actions through your through, through your gameplay uh, you know, DMs will pay attention to that. And it, it does a lot to help the DM, the GM to generate that content. I think, uh, you know, when you start that session, that campaign, of course, the GM is going to have to present that because you need something initially. But, um, you know, play into your characters and and drop those drop those hints, drop those seeds. And, and uh, I think the good GMs out there will pick up on that. And it just makes for such a much more engaging story, I think, overall, is is when you can bring the, the characters in and they are really involved in what's going on because it's personal. You know, it's not just going through the motions, hack and slash kind of a thing. Um, you know, when, when things get really personal, I think that's when you create your best uh, stories and games out there. 100%. And I, I, I'm not sure all for all DMs, but I like to be surprised. Uh, like, I don't like... like and that, let me clarify that I like to be in universe kind of like story flaws suppliers. I don't like random surprises when people just do randomness to be random. Uh, but if you're kind of engaging with the story uh, and kind of pushing it along and you take a left turn where I thought you may have went straight or right, that's that's like why I like to DM. It kind of keeps it interesting for me. Uh, so I think players like definitely kind of think of your plot hooks, think of your player uh, and find ways to interact with the world that kind of keeps it interesting for everyone. I think on on top of that too, another thing, you know, again to players, if you are picking up on what the GM is trying to do, you know, running with that as well can be super uh, super rewarding uh, as a GM as well. You know, if if I put put something down, you know, lay that breadcrumb, if you really lean into that, like that's also fantastic. You know, it's super cool to have a player that really takes it because sometimes you'll get a group that, you know, is like, oh, what are we going to do? What are you do? But you get that one, you get that one player that like they go with it. And there's just a lot of momentum there and energy. And I think that's great as well. You know, if there is some things that are laid out and you really play into it and you can still make it your own. Um, but uh, just so there's not that kind of him and haw about what are you going to do and you lean into it. So. 
hundred percent. Yeah, I think play like the DM kind of could bring like the setting and kind of spark the energy. But if you get a player or players that just really start bringing like the heat and the energy, uh, it just makes everything go so much better. Like the DM can't like push it along so much, but even just one player that kind of sparks everybody else just really makes it a much more enjoyable experience. Absolutely, absolutely. Tegan, any final thoughts on the discussion overall uh, on you know plot storylines and things for for our games? Yeah. Uh, just uh, don't make it too complicated. Just kind of take a look and see what you think would be interesting, kind of see what the players have found interesting before, and uh, just throw something in front of them and see how they react to it. And uh, you, A lot of times they'll, they'll take the bait or they won't take the bait, but they'll lean someplace else and kind of just roll with where they're going. Absolutely. It is a collaborative game, collaborative storytelling. Uh, we are all in this together, uh, player and GM. So build that story together. You'll have your best outcome if you do. 100%. Well, we hope uh, there was some use out of that conversation. Uh, definitely a great one. I uh, always enjoy these free forms um, out there. Tell us uh, if you have some ideas that we didn't touch on, how you generate plot hooks and storylines or, or some great moments from your campaigns that came out of something random like that. Uh, let us know uh, how that came out and, and maybe that'll be useful to either ourselves or somebody else. Uh, looking ahead to our next episode in a couple weeks on the 5th of July, uh, will be another DM Spotlight. Come back on the 5th to hear from another member of the Star Wars 5e community. On the 28th of June will be the early access to our next uh, Patreon uh, module, which will be continuing in my series of kind of running the game. Keep an eye out for that. And that is for Tier 3 members of our Patreon. And then it'll go full access to Tier 2 as well on the 5th with the episode release too. So be sure to check out all of our uh, content there, Tegan, uh, after Episode today will be Invasion, episode 10, and then the following week, episode one of Stranded. Uh, be sure to check out Vagrant Freighters if you haven't yet as well. New episodes there. And we'll see you all in the next one. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. <laughs>